This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's a Guy Jeans podcast. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, Guy Jeans, your host. And I'm doing a little bit of everything. I'm mixing, posting the podcast, doing all that stuff. So, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, what's crazy is I wanted to tell you guys a crazy story that happened to me uh, while I was guiding one time. And uh, it's interesting. Um, I was, uh, it was, this is probably about 15 years ago. And I was guiding a, a gentleman named uh, Harold Green. Uh, old time client of mine from many years. Um, this is, like I said, about 15 years ago. And uh, he wanted to go over and uh, check out the South Fork of the Kern River. And I said, okay. So I picked him up and it takes about an hour and 15 minutes to get over there. Um, but what I'm about to tell you guys is pretty crazy. So listen in on this. This is, uh, this is a trippy thing that happened to me on, uh, on this trip. So which is going to lead me into the whole podcast. So um, we get over there, we, we drive about an hour and 15 minutes and we get on a dirt road and we're driving on this dirt road. And um, we actually passed this guy who uh, had a backpack on. And the interesting thing about uh, that area is it uh, goes right by the Pacific Crest Trail. And the Pacific Crest Trail is... Uh, real close to there where we were going and it actually crossed, we actually crossed the Pacific Crest Trail on our way down to the South Fork of the Kern. And so uh, we get to the spot and we're putting on uh, our, our gear and stuff and hiking shoes and all that. And um, down the road, here comes that guy that we pass and he's kind of, looks like he's been on the trail for a long time and um, it, you know, I thought maybe he was a Pacific Coast Trail guy. You know, we were right around that time period when they were hiking the trail. And um, so he comes up and uh, we're getting our, our shoes on, our backpacks on. And he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? And he was kind of, um, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like when you go into the backcountry and you don't see anybody for like three or four days. You know, it's a weird thing that happens to, to humans is like when you don't see somebody for three or four days, you know, when you see a human, you're like, hey, how you doing? You know, so I, I've experienced that where I've been way back in the Golden Trout Wilderness by myself um, for three or four days and I haven't seen a soul. 
And uh, this one guy, I, I was back in there and I finally saw this backpacker. This is a side little note. And I was back in the wilderness for four days and I finally saw this this backpacker back in there and and I'm like, hey man, how you doing? You know, kind of like how this guy was acting to us, you know, like he hadn't seen anybody for a while. And so I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because he was kind of acting, you know, kind of crazy. And so um, we're talking to him and stuff. He's like, oh, you guys mind if I hike down to the, uh, the trail with you guys uh, down to the South Fork? And I go, well, we're going fishing, you know? And he's like, I know, but uh, the, the trail's down there. I'm going to pick up the Pacific Coast Trail down there. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're heading down that way. And so we, it was about a three mile hike down to the South Fork of the Kern from where we were parked. And, uh, you know, good hour and 15 minute walk or so probably. And um, all the way down, he's just jibber jabbering. He's just talking his, his brains out and talking about this and being on the trail and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like getting to think to myself, you know, this weird kind of feeling was coming over my, this guy, this guy's a little bit nuts, man. And so as we get down there a little bit further, um, Harold, the guy I was guiding, um, he says, I've got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay. And he's, I go, I, he's all, I don't have to go number one. I've got to go number two. And I said, okay, well, you know, go do your thing, you know? So he hikes back up the trail a little bit and goes over this ravine and he's down in this area down in this ravine doing his thing. In the meantime, I'm like talking to this guy and he just seems like, you know, he's, he's missing a few marbles and uh, he starts talking about like, you know, being threatened on the trail by people on the Pacific coast coast trail as, um, you know, miles away where he was getting in kind of, uh, hassled by some people and stuff. And I'm listening to his story. He's all, I, you know, luckily I brought a gun. Do you, do you want to see my gun? And I'm like, no, I don't want to see your gun, man. And he's all, well, let me show you, show you my gun. I'm like, dude, keep your, your gun in your pack. I don't want to see your gun. He's all, no, man, I want to see it. I want you to see it. And I'm like, no, man, I don't want to see your gun. And we're basically arguing and he's reaching into his pack to get this gun. And, uh, I'm just like, you know, come on, man. And he gets his gun out and he pulls it up and he just, he like points it right at me. And I'm like, Hey man, don't point your gun at me. He's all, don't worry. It's not loaded. And he points it over kind of towards Harold and he has his finger on the trigger and he's fires off a shot, you know? And I'm like, dude, um, put your gun away. He's all, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was loaded. And I'm like, Harold, are you all right? And he's like, you know, yeah, what is that? What was that? And he gets his stuff together, finishes and comes up on the trail and puts his backpack on. And he's all, what was that? And I'm all, this guy accidentally just fired off his gun. And uh, the guy's all, yeah, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was loaded. And there I was like, okay, this guy is out of his mind, right? And so I go, hey, man, we're going to continue down the trail. We'll, we'll catch you later. So, oh, well, it, it's, isn't it cool if I keep going with you guys? I'm like, no, man, you know, your Pacific Coast Trail is right here. And we're going down to the river and the trail goes this way, goes north. And he's, oh, man, he's, oh, I really wanted to go check out the river. And I'm like, well, you know what? Um, we're going to head down there. You, you kind of do your own thing and we'll be, he's, oh, come on, man. I just want to, you know, cruise with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're kind of on our own, man. We're going to go and... So we took off and I look back and this guy is like following us and I'm getting even more creeped out by this guy. I mean, he's just a, 
he's kind of a creepy looking guy and uh i'm just feeling like there's there's something weird going on you know this kind of like fear kind of thing started happening with me like okay this guy he's 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 tripping out um and uh, this is getting to me feeling like kind of unsafe. But I felt that when he first walked up to us uh, on the trail, I felt that kind of weirdness, you know, right off the bat. But I was kind of like giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. So I, what I did was uh, um, we hiked down to the river and then we, we had to go down this ravine. And the ravine um, was kind of up on this hill. Um, and we went down the ravine and then we're down by the river and uh, we're putting on our waders and I look up on the ravine, which is not too far away, but that guy is sitting on a, on a big stump and he's sitting on the stump and he get, breaks out this big machete, this big long knife, man. And, um, he gets out an apple and he's like eating his apple. He's, you know, and he's got this giant knife, like eating this apple. And he's just staring at us. And I'm look, telling Harold, you know, I'm trying not to make it so that Harold panics. Um, I'm like, I, I go, Harold, I go, put your waders on quickly and your boots on quickly. Just tie them kind of fast. But uh, this guy is out of his mind. And um, right when I was like saying that, the guy takes the knife and he stabs it into the stump. And he's like looking right at me. And I'm like, Harold, let's cross the the stream now let's get out of here he's all wide i go this guy's out of his mind man he's like staring at us now and he's got that knife out just stabbed it into the into the stump you know so i got harold up who's actually a little bit older and uh he held on to me and we crossed the stream and got to the other side and uh which would actually make it a little more difficult for him if he tried to come across the stream and we kind of dis distance ourselves from him and uh, he kind of uh, meandered up uh, the trail and kind of disappeared. But, you know, just uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was this, this, this gift of fear. And uh, I was recently introduced into this book called The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker. And this is what the book look, looks like. You guys can see here. Um, and I was introduced to this book um, by one of my podcast hosts, uh, podcast, um, guests. And, uh, he's a member of SWAT, uh, SWAT team. You guys can look back at it. Um, but it's, uh, it's an interesting, um, book in that it talks about this gift that we all have called the gift of fear and, um, and how a lot of us don't listen to the, the, uh, to that that intuition of like knowing what's that there's danger out there. And, um, I want to talk to you guys about that. In fact, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, what just happened to me on this, this story I just said. So, you know, he approached, he had approached me and Harold and immediately I felt this weirdness from this guy. Like this guy is kind of like nuts, right? I could just feel it like right off the bat. And then as we hiked down, it confirmed me, confirmed the feeling that I was have was having, but it was almost too late, you know, like I didn't like eliminate the, that whole thing, that whole situation right off the bat. If I would have listened to my my instinct, my intuition of like the, the fear, the fear uh, feeling that I was having from this guy, I probably would have not have been put in that situation, you know, with um, with that gentleman, <laughs> if you want to call him that crazy man. 
so, um, you know, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today and this book. Um, it's an amazing book. You guys got to check it out. Um, he turned me on to it and, um, he said, uh, you got to read it. He, he, you got to read it. He used, um, his fear instinct as a police officer, this, uh, this guest I had on. And, um, you know, when he'd pull somebody over, he could actually fear, feel, and his intuition would tell him, okay, this, there's something dangerous going on with this, this car I'm pulling over, you know, or not. And he could, he would use that to his advantage. You know, it's harder for us men to, uh, you know, relate to that. Sometimes we're like, ah, whatever, you know, this ain't, this isn't a bad situation, but sometimes, you know, not listening to that intuition can, you know, get us into trouble. So I want to tell you guys about a story in this book, the gift of fear, um, that, uh, that that's in the book. I don't want to give away the whole book, but I, I recommend that you guys get this book and read it. Um, I'm going to tell you a story that's in the book. That's kind of, uh, crazy. And, um, it starts off with, um, this girl is, uh, she goes grocery shopping and she, uh, gets a whole bunch of groceries, you know, and she puts them in the back of her car and then she lives in an apartment complex and it's kind of, it's kind of dark. Um, like it's gotten dark and she, it's at nighttime and she, um, lives in a four story apartment building and, um, she's got you know, all these groceries. And so she, she's, oh, I don't want to have to do a second trip, go all the way up to my apartment and then come all the way back down. So she decides to take all these groceries up at the same time. So she's got all these groceries uh, in her right hand and her left hand. <clears throat> and she um, starts walking up the steps and she sees that this gated apartment complex that the, the gate is actually ajar a little bit. And she's, oh, somebody must've left that thing open. Right. And, um, so she walks through and she shuts the gate and then she starts walking up the stairs and she walks up the stairs and one of the bag breaks of her groceries and a, a bunch of her cat food cans go down the steps and kind of go around the corner and she hears this voice say, I got it. And uh, she's like immediately thinks, so oh, that's kind of creepy, which it is kind of creepy. And it's kind of dark out, you know, and, and around the corner comes this guy and he's, uh, according to her, she thinks that he's like, oh, he's a nice looking man, um, you know, and uh, she's like, um, but still had this kind of like fear that, uh, that something wasn't right. And so the man's all, you know, charming. He's all, oh, let me get that for you. And he starts picking up all the cat food cans and he's got them in his balance on his arms and his chest. And she's, oh, well, thank you. You know, and he's, oh, well, let me get this for you. And she says, no, that's okay. And she's basically being adamant that like, hey, I don't need your help. I'll just do this myself. But the guy is so nice. And she starts feeling like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, why am I thinking like that? This guy's being a gentleman and he wants to carry these, these things up for me. Not listening to her, her fear instinct, right? And so she uh, says, okay. And so they... She says, I live on the fourth floor. And he's like, oh, that's exactly where I'm going. And so they go up the, the flight of stairs and they get up to her apartment door. She opens the door and um, she's all, thank you very much. And he's all, oh, let me carry these in, to, in for you. You know, there's, there's no, uh, don't worry. 
you know, I'm not going to hurt you. You can even leave the front door open, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to hurt you or anything. And, you know, trying to be a, a gentleman to act like a gentleman. And she's like, no, that's okay. And she kept saying no. And he kept uh, insisting. And so uh, she's finally said, okay. And so she goes inside and he follows her in and then he shuts the door. And he ends up raping this uh, gal for like three hours, man. Terrible, right? And, and that's at gunpoint, you know, so he's got a gun and he's um, got the gun to her head, she said, and, and he, he's raping her. And, you know, after the three hours or whatever, um, he gets up and uh, puts his clothes on and, and says, don't you go anywhere. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go in the kitchen and get some water. And when he did that, he went over and he shut the window and she just got an overwhelming fear like something was going to happen to her uh, even more. And so she, he went out into the hallway and she grabbed the sheet off the bed and put it around her and basically followed him down the hallway. And he went into the kitchen and um, he actually turned the stereo on a little bit louder too. And then he went into the kitchen and then he's like looking in the drawers, which she thought possibly would be a knife or something, right? And so she's looking through the, or he's looking through the, door, the drawers, looking for a knife. And she runs through the, the living room and goes out the, the front door. And there's a neighbor that has a door open and she goes in there and she's safe in there. Well, it turns out that this guy had uh, murdered two women prior to, to actually raping her. So he was probably going to kill her. And she had this overwhelming fear instinct and uh and got out of there and she and she lived but if she hadn't done that who knows what would have have happened she probably would have been murdered but um the idea you know the this book the 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 gift of fear um is something that uh you know in this book it, it talks about you know trying to understand that that feeling and you know sometimes you know i've had a a store a fly shop for you know, roughly 21 years now and, um, all kinds of different people come into my store, you know, and I'm, when I'm working in the store and, you know, some people come in, you know, the people that come in that are legit, that want to buy, you know, flies or buy rods and stuff, you can just feel that. But when somebody walks in the store and you, you just can feel that they're there possibly to <laughs> shoplift. You know, it's just, I've gotten used to it now where I know these people right away. But, you know, it was at first, when I was first uh, owning the store and working in the store, I was, I was kind of tripping out on the fact that, why, is, why am I feeling weird about this person? And, and sure enough, you know, they're in there trying to, to steal, you know. And so after a while now, I've, I've learned that, you know, if I'm working in the shop and somebody's just walking around the shop acting weird and I can kind of get that vibe, I know that they're, they're trying to <laughs> um, steal something. It's kind of, it's kind of funny to me now, but, um, you know, listening to that, uh, that, uh, that instinct, you know, that intuition that something's going on is a, is definitely a, a gift that you have to, to learn how to use. I'm going to tell you guys another story that I actually listened to my, my fear instinct. And uh, this is kind of a, a trippy story as well. 
Um, these is, so this is like, I'm leaving you with um, two stories, personal stories that I've had that um, I've gotten into, gotten out of situations just by listening possibly. Um, and then one from the book, but this one, this story is, has involved my daughters and a friend. And, um, I wanted to take my daughters on a camping trip, uh, up in the Southern Sierra mountains, um, and, uh, get away and just have them experience a really cool, uh, camping experience, you know? And, uh, so I take my daughters and, and a friend of mine and we, we wanted to go fishing as well. So we went way up into the mountains, uh, probably about, uh, 8,000 feet and we're way up there. And, uh, I knew of this place that had a dirt road that went down to this camp and the camp was really beautiful. It was right next to a small stream and, uh, we could set up our tents there and it would be really beautiful amongst the big pine trees, the Jeffrey pines and the sugar pines and uh, my favorite trees. And, we could camp there and uh, have a good time, go fishing and stuff. So we go go up there and uh, we drive down the dirt road and we actually had to use uh, our four by uh, trucks to get down to this one spot that was um, down this ravine and in this little goalie and you could can't actually camp down there um, pretty close to the stream and uh, really nice camp down there. And so um, this is like way away from anybody. I mean, like, no one's around or anything like that. So uh, we set up the tents and, uh, you know, we uh, set up the camp and the chairs and stuff. And then we all go fishing and have a great time catching uh, trout. And it's just a beautiful time. The sun's starting to set down. So we're, we're, um, we go back to the camp and we're making dinner. And my youngest daughter, um, she was probably... Um, 11 at the time and she looks up on the ravine and she's all who are they daddy and i'm like i look up at the ravine and i look up there and there's these three dudes like looking down at our camp and it's like you know it's not that far away but i could i could see them playing as day looking down at our camp and you know we're way out in the middle of the boonies right and uh they're looking down at us they're not being uh, friendly at all they're just looking down at our camp and, uh, and then they just disappear. So I'm automatically got this weird, like instinct, like that, that's not, that's not normal. That's not the, you know, uh, something that, uh, anybody that was looking down at our camp would normally like wave and like say, Hey, you know, and so it was getting dark. So we, we, um, I, I kind of made a note of that in my mind and I was still kind of tripping out and I even walked up to the top of the, the ravine and looked around to see if there was any cars or trucks around and there was nothing. And so still didn't still had that weird feeling of like something wasn't right. And so we, uh, the, uh had dinner, had a little campfire. And then, uh, shortly after that, we, we all went to bed. We were burnt out. Right. And so we're in the tent. I'm in the tent with my daughters. We have one of those big tents and we're all, all, all three of us are in this one big tent and um, they, they fall fast asleep and I'm kind of just stirring around, you know, just thinking about that. And this overwhelming feeling of, of like, you know, this, like, so, I just don't want anything to happen to my daughters came over me. And I just, I said, I got my girls and my girls. Um, we're out of here. And they're all, what, dad? And I go, we're, we're, we're leaving. And they're like, okay. 
And so I got him in my truck. I got my buddy up. I'm like, we're out of here, Scott. And he, he's like, okay. He didn't even question it. And, um, I, you know, I didn't say anything to my daughters at the time. I just got, we got in the truck and we drove, you know, the, the two hours back to the house or whatever. And, um, later I told my uh, friend Scott, I go, I just had a bad feeling about those dudes looking down at our camp and I, you know, just to protect my daughters. I don't want any, I don't even want them to be in anywhere near a situation like that. And so we, uh, we got out of there and the next day, uh, uh, my friend and I, we went back up there and, and got the camp broke, you know, and broke the camp and came back and stuff like that. But, you know, who knows, who knows what would have happened? Maybe nothing would have happened. Um, but you know, just listening to that, that, uh, fear instinct of like, you know, Hey, maybe I should just get the hell out of here and, and protect my daughters. And, you know, I don't want to even be put in that situation. You know, I was actually just really listening to that, that feeling, um, you know, yeah, I could have, like, if I was there without my daughters, you know, I, you know, um, would I have like left? Probably not. But, you know, with my daughters there and that sort of thing, it was like, yeah, I'm, we're not, this, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel safe. So let's get the hell out of here. So I was just listening to that, uh, instinct of, uh, you know, that gift of fear, just like this, uh, this book talks about. So anyway, you guys, I just wanted to share that with you, you know, a couple stories. Um, this is a, a book review for the gift of fear by Gavin DeBecker. It's a great book. Um, go out and, and get it and read it. It's a uh, super entertaining, um, super enlightening. And that's one of the things I love about my podcast is that um, I, I get to interview all these different people um, from UFC fighters to comedians to outdoor folks to river rafters to uh, police officers to musicians. Um, unbelievable amount of, of cool people that I've interviewed on my podcast. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening and uh, listening in on my podcast and supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys haven't, make sure you like and subscribe to my YouTube channel and uh, comment in the comments below for sure. Um, really appreciate it. Um, and if you guys can, you know, write a review on iTunes and that sort of thing. So thank you very much for listening, you guys. This is Guy Jeans for the Guy Jeans podcast. Talk to you soon. With everything going on in the world today, right now could be the best time ever to diversify your retirement savings with precious metals like gold and silver. I just bought some precious metals myself and I got them from the top rated company, Gold Co. They couldn't have made the process easier and their customer service was impeccable. Gold Co. has helped thousands of people just like you and me place over 2.5 billion in gold and silver. They're rated A plus by Better Business Bureau, They've earned over 5,000 five-star reviews. They're a seven-time incorporated 5,000 winner. And that's just mentioning a few of their accomplishments. There's plenty more. Right now, for my listeners, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver. You heard that right, up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. Go to goldco.com guy to learn more. That's goldco.com guy. Diversify your savings with gold and silver today at goldco.com slash guy. It's a Guy Jeans podcast. 
life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.